I hope you're real proud of yourself, Nikki. You think you even the odds after what happened to you at Survivor Series? Except you didn't. Because I wasn't the one who attacked you that night. It wasn't me! I know who did it, though. Who could it be? It was your uh, little friend from Total Divas. It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! Damn, I cannot believe it. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 51, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2016 event. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with someone who does go chasing waterfalls, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to review TLC 2016? Tender Love and Care was off the hook of just sheer cuddliness. Oh, wait, no, I was watching cat videos last night. That's what you were doing. Well, they were adorable. <laughs> you ever seen a cat run into a window? It's hilarious. Or, like, when they have, like, the screen doors and they, they switch them out. Or the plastic wrap over the doggy door. Oh, I'm a, I'm a bad owner. Oh, God, it's so great. Now, that that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, let's talk some wrestling. Right? TLC happened on December 4th. The kickoff show was with Renee Young. Daniel Bryan was there. Booker T. And then some guy from ESPN. Uh, who's yeah. this guy, Pete? Uh, I don't really know him. I had to look him up a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> he's just like an ESPN writer. And because he's a big wrestling fan, so... I guess they're branching off more into ESPN and getting coverage there. Maybe they're like, well, let's get an ESPN guy in here. Which, by the way, completely fine with. Really? I liked him. I did not mind him. Mm, he bothered me. I did feel bad for the guy because I think he knew ahead of time he was going to be doing this. So he wears all blue. But the entire theme of TLC is this red, black, and silver. So like he doesn't match anybody else on the kickoff table. Yeah, he definitely, um, well, he, he was favored for the American Alpha. But like I said, I didn't mind him because uh, I can't listen to Jerry anymore. Do you think Lawler was, like, caught in traffic and they're like, uh, we'll use the ESPN blogger? No, uh, yeah, I think there was, he was just like, oh, I don't want to do this pay-per-view of Denim now. <laughs> I need to go have another divorce. Yeah. Also, Daniel Bryan leaves, like, halfway through this because, uh, I guess he has responsibilities, which isn't real. <laughs> Natalia decides to show up and just talk about her cats. Like, right away, they're just like, how's Natalia doing? Yeah, cats! Cats! Like, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 
and all of a sudden I hear, yeah, my cats, mittens and kittens or whatever. And I'm like, are they talking about their cats on the pre-show? Why is this happening? The whole time they hype this interview that Tom Phillips is going to have with Alexa Bliss, but they only have three questions and then she walks off. So yeah. it was only like a 30-second interview. <laughs> why does Tom Phillips get so awkward? Like, he's like, oh, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, why can't you? he be more like, hey, I didn't say it. Like, why does every interviewer get so scared when a wrestler is just like, oh, yeah, next question, I'm mad. And the interviewer is like, oh, oh, okay. Like, he's acting, and I know it's acting, but, like, why can't he be like, hey, they said it, I didn't. Right, right, call them out on their shit. Yeah, and then she's like, you know what, if you're not going to show me respect, I'm getting out of here. That would have looked, I think, a little better than, whatever, you're you're useless, you're stupid, you're, you're code stupid, you're stupid, I'm out, goodbye. <laughs> It's because they make him interview only the heel superstars. Yeah. <laughs> he's always, like, just getting berated. Do you think when he started with WWE, he got texts from Josh Matthews, and he's like, hey, man, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because he's loving Lucha Underground. So let's get into the main event of the kickoff show, which is the only match of the kickoff show. It is a 10-man tag match. I didn't even look up who was in it because it's if you've watched a 10-man tag match in the last six months, these are the people you've been seeing on it. Because, it, it, I mean, American Alpha, the Hype Bros, Ascension, it just didn't matter. The only cool thing about this, I thought, was uh, Gable had this really cool head scissor where he like was up in the air. I don't know if he's done this before or if this is a common thing he's done. This is the first time he's seen it. It was very cool. And then Apollo Crews did some kind of suplex to somebody who threw him outside the ring. Yeah. I don't know where to go with these guys. They they put them in such a corner that they can't grow a rival. I even know. though they're not going for the title, what happened to like wrestling where you could have undercards going after each other and starting rivalries, and then when they get into like a title picture, it makes that title more meaningful. It's hard to do right now. It really is, and I think SmackDown has this issue because they only have two hours, and I feel like if they gave them three hours, they could do more with the tag matches, but I think WWE would rather just turn it into a one-hour special on the network than they would actually giving the tag teams an actual personality at all. Yeah. Uh, American Alpha wins with uh, three other dudes. I don't know who. I don't care. Uh, moving on to the actual pay-per-view. This first match of the night, the SmackDown Tag Team title match, the champions Heath Slater and Rhino versus Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Luke Harper is ringside, you know, just because. He's just happy to be there. I was very excited about this match because the first people in the match was Rhino and Bray Wyatt. I think that's a really cool matchup. Yeah, I mean, but really, was there any doubt that Orton and Wyatt were taking it? Absolutely not, man. First of all, congratulations for Heath Slater getting this far, but it's back to the bottom for Slater. And here's where SmackDown writers get it right, is they rolled the wave of, I got kids, I need a contract, I, I am the most valuable free agent. They rolled that wave right. perfectly. Right, and then once that hype train was slowing down, they're like, yep. no more Slater. And that's okay, because Slater's one of those characters who's like, I had fun getting there, and I'm excited about whatever my next adventure is. Yeah, he loves just doing whatever they want him to do. Uh, Wyatt, he, when he does the spider walk i hate when the other wrestler is like completely dumbfoundedly surprised and scared about it but when he does it to rhino he does it as like a distracting move giving orton the chance to do the rko which i thought was very cool there's no surprise to this just a surprise on when the rko was going to happen just once i want someone to just walk up and super kick him in the face <laughs> right i don't like spiders 
They creep me out. Do you think this title reign will end with Orton kind of just turning on Bray? I think Luke Harper's going to turn on him. Really? And then I think Eric Rowan is going to come back into the picture. And really? they're going to have the Swamp Boys versus the Wyatts. I don't know what you would call them yet. Sure. But you would have those two team up together and, like, they become a face okay. going after the heel group. Maybe this is the way to get American Alpha into the title picture because you can't have two faces going after the title. But Orton and Wyatt already beat him. <laughs> I mean... Did you see the interview they had on SmackDown with American Alpha? That was awesome. No, I didn't see that one. It was engaging. Like, they did an awesome job. And I'm like, see, they can be the top stars. But they're still sticking with the rule of face for seal. Face for seal. Yeah. I think that stalls matches because... It stalls so much in wrestling. I feel like every time a character switches from one to the other, they're missing something. Like, uh, for example, Sheamus had, when he was a face, he was, I love to fight. That's all he wanted to do was fight. But now that he's a heel, he's afraid to fight, but he's kind of a badass. So I wish you could just push that together. It, it, it feels like the WWE's like, they need a reason to fight. That's why one's evil, one's good. And, and it's like, what if the entire roster just really likes to fight that is your only motivation to then build your own characters with each gimmick i i, I think that's an awesome idea if he t- i loved heel shamus where like he would just murder people exactly well, murder. you go to jail yeah you do you do go to jail you him. <laughs> he would do it in such a way that i'm like that's why i like shamus like miz I'm so glad they went back to heel Miz because he's so good at that position. Yes, I know. He's still very interactive with the crowd, and a lot of people cheer him, and it's actually good to be cheering the Miz right now. It's fun to cheer the Miz. I am not a Daniel Bryan fan. Cannot stand Daniel Bryan, and that's why the Miz's character is so great for someone like me. Yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of over Daniel Bryan, too. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. Next match, Nikki Bella is taking on Carmella. Ugh. This is a no DQ match. Now, Pete, I'm going to tell you the rules here. <laughs> the, the rules are JoJo set them, so they have to be right. It has to be by win of pinfall or submission. And yet the match starts immediately outside of the ring. And what does the ref do? A count. Oh. I, and that's where I just sat there and I'm like, wait a second. Why is there a 10 count if there's no DQ? They had JBL cover going, well, it looks like they do need to finish it in the ring. It's like, <laughs> what? That's fine, but it doesn't have to be counted out of the ring. It yeah. can still only finish in the ring. How many no DQ matches like are always like out in the ring, but they get pinned in the ring? There's no count out. Right. And I was like, that sort of takes away from it. Already just put a damper on this match. Carmella brings out a kendo stick. That was kind of interesting to see Carmella and Nikki Bella using that back and forth. Yeah, she really hit her in her thighs. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to hit someone in the face. No. And, and I get it, like, with concussions and everything, they gotta be, you know, more careful. Sure. But, like, what happened to putting your arms up and taking a shot? Like, so it looks like it's hitting your head. Nikki's like, listen, I got a photo shoot tomorrow, so... Yeah, don't worry, Carmella has a great shiner going on. <laughs> right? Don't take any bruises. Uh, Nikki's kick off the side barricade yeah that was all right that was pretty good i will give her that but then the fire extinguisher happens and she's just like kill it with fire extinguisher kill it with fire extinguisher do you know that in teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze they put down tokar and razar by using fire extinguishers right okay well they're shoving those down their throats they're dead right 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 (laughs) no it just gave them gas i was really just waiting for like nikki to like after she was done just poking carmella and she just shatters into ice. So then all she does is spray her and Carmella's like, ugh. 
Yeah, there was no finisher to it. There was no distraction for it. That was the finish. That's what did you in for a three count. And then Carmella with a bombshell. Carmella's like at the end, yes, I lost, but Natalia was the one that attacked you at Survivor Series. Okay, fine. Wouldn't it be really cool if, like, Eva Marie was planning all this? Like, this was just one big ploy for her? That would make her a heel, for sure. Yes, you put Eva Marie with Natalya and Carmella, make that kind of a faction together on SmackDown. It could really help uh, use that as a crutch for Eva Marie. It's hard to get behind her as a heel. We see this big heel reveal of Natalya, and not even 10 seconds later, we cut right in to a Kate Jewelers commercial where she is helping what? somebody with a proposal. This, If you were not a wrestling fan or didn't watch wrestling, you would think these were like, oh, I didn't know they had twins on SmackDown. Like, they're two different people. That right there is where I just go, oh, no, that's a bad move. Yeah. Like, why would you have Becky Lynch? She's your face. Or anybody else who's on the roster who's a fucking face. <laughs> but then you, you're like, we're going to make Natalia heel. But wait, she needs to help this guy get a ring. Wait, what? It just shows and proves how much there's no communication between the higher-ups and the creative side of WWE. I feel like the writers are just at a loss sometimes. Or the higher-ups are like, Natalia, you do this. And the writers are like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. They're sitting in their cubicle. They're just like, wait a second. Oh, no. Uh, can, can someone run this? Vince, um, I'm turning Natalia heel. And Daniel Bryan's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just... <laughs> Let's talk about the commercial here, because Natalia, she's she, it's really bad, and they're trying to use like Natty as some kind of like expert. But just watch the first season of Total Divas, yeah. and you see Tyson Kidd just showing up to her courthouse and be like, "So this is your wedding day." <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like like I said, when I saw that, I was kind of at a loss for words. Yeah. You turn a person heel, and then you're like, "Oh, but they love getting people together." <laughs> Just confused. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next match. The ladder match. The champion, The Miz, puts his icy title against Ziggler. It is a best out of 1,000 matchup. Oh, my God, Pete. This match was boring. It was, and I was hoping it was going to be a lot more, but there was some big spots here and there, but, like, there were so many parts where I was just like, oh, like... Can we move a little quicker? Like, I know you need the heel aspect, but, like, Miz didn't... If I was Miz, like, why wouldn't I do something more like throw him over the barricade and throw a ladder on top of him or, like, throw a bunch of stuff on him, whatever, do anything? It just stalled out, and I think it was just because everyone's just kind of tired with this rivalry. Absolutely. They're good in the ring together. Against other people. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's entire 2016 career has been... Baron Corbin and The Miz. Yeah, it, it's like we need some new blood in there, you know? The match was so boring that my wife and I, we looked up Pop-Tart flavors through the entire match. Do you know there is an Orange Crush Pop-Tart? We do now! Yeah! Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> right? <laughs> Also, JVL, he keeps bringing up Razor Ramon all night. Oh, God. Even if a ladder match wasn't involved, Razor Ramon and his things that he does. Like, don't get me wrong. The IC title is good on Miz. No, he shouldn't have dropped it in the first place. No. I do like how he's doing it as the revival tour. (laughs) The reunion tour. The reunion tour, yeah. (laughs) 
I didn't hate the match, but I didn't like it. I just thought it happened. Did you see the ladder that had that bouncing fit in the ring? where It yeah. goes from run rope to the next rope and then bounces down those ropes. That was probably the coolest part of this match. No, I take that back. There was that figure four lock in the ladder. That was super cool. I did like that. Yeah, that was cool. The slingshot powerbomb onto the ladder, that was brutal. Yeah, that was good. The skull crusher finale missed. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really it was very missed. obvious, too. The announcers even had to be like, whoa, he missed. How are you going to do this move without Ziggler crushing his face? And I'm like, oh, you just have him miss it completely. Yeah. Morrow, though. Morrow is the man tonight. I miss him so much. He has some of the best lines in wrestling. It's yes. so good. And it's not overdone. No, he calls things so well. He's just like, oh, and there's the ladder. They're both climbing up. Hits the Miz. Hits off. He kicks him in the nuts. And Miz is now the new IC champion. Mamma mia! God. Hashtag Dick Kick City. <laughs> like, oh, I if you didn't see the low blow coming when Ziggler is for some reason <laughs> climbing on two ladders. Yeah, just full on just kicks him in the nuts twice and then that's it. It's donezo. Why couldn't Ziggler do the zigzag off the top of the ladder? Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been sweet. It's not like Ziggler's move is really hard to do. He would just basically have to go over and Miz would just have to fall backwards. And it's starting to get to the point. It's like, what? What's the point of ladder matches and stuff if these are the ladder matches? Yeah. What's the point of Hell in a Cell if we're only going to get a spear off two steps? Boring Roman. Ladder matches are great, but the story you tell to get there it has to be something that means something. Like when Neville and Bo Dallas did their ladder match, that rivalry went for a good six months before they actually fought. And you were pulled into it. Right. These these pay-per-views, it's hard to get invested in these matches. Do you also think the glamour's kind of gone with pay-per-views now that we're watching one every two weeks? Yeah. It, it's starting to become like watching Raw. Because remember Survivor Series, I was actually very excited about Survivor Series. It had been a month since we had seen a pay-per-view. It was one of the big four. I was actually genuinely excited about that entire event. This one, I just didn't care. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like these are just becoming the new Raws and Smackdowns. I don't have to watch the weekly shows anymore. I could just watch the pay-per-views. Yeah, because you're seeing, you're seeing everything right there. Exactly. And if you have to get caught up, watch the kickoff show. They're going to tell you everything you need to know to get there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's talk about uh, why there are four people a commentating table. Do you remember a time when there only needed to be two people at a table? Why can't we go back to that? <laughs> Why do there need to be four of them? There's literally two. There's too many. It's a buffet line of people on my commenting table, and I want it gone. It's too hard to get invested. Maro and Otunga are doing the most. JBL is spewing off classic wrestling. Yeah. And Tom Phillips is at least now finally on the table. I like Tom Phillips. I hope they kind of, like, bump off David Otunga, because he's just, he sounds so stupid. He really does. I can't stand him on there. He sounds weird. His voice is weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm not seeing, like, there's times I listen to our podcast and I listen to my voice. I'm like, my voice is kind of weird. <laughs> it is. It's kind of weird. My voice is a man's man's voice. If I was going to be into announcing, I would, you know, change my octaves up a little bit, you know? Sure. I'd be like, no, I'll look at that. And see how you can change it. He's all like, wow, what a thing. That's a thing. Ah! He's like, that was a super duper move. Yeah, wowzers. Dude, go back to being a lawyer in wrestling. I, I thought that was a great gimmick. Next match is a chairs match. Mr. Lucha Kalisto versus the lone wolf Baron Corbin. Kalisto comes out. Looks like he forgot his ring attire because he's wearing trunks. Kalisto Mysterio. <laughs> 
<laughs> he starts throwing in a bunch of chairs into the ring. He's angry. He's like, I'm ready to set a table for eight. <laughs> hey, this match was better than I thought it was going to be, actually. Same here. Um, that move, uh, deep six that Corbin did outside of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was really cool. I, I mean, I dug it. I actually did not hate this match. And every time I think of a chairs match, I just think of that one match between Big Show and Mark Henry where they're just swinging at each other like a couple of cavemen the entire time. It was almost as good as the stairs match. Oh, Remember the God. stairs match? Whoever could climb them first. Hey, grab the stairs. It's going to be dangerous. <laughs> that was the year they did the whole pay-per-view was like, it's TLC and stairs. Yeah, and I was like, uh, lame. Like I said, there was moves in there. Uh, Kaliso jumping off the top rope and getting pegged in the head by a chair by Corbin. I'm like, hey! Was that the finish when he does, like, the clothesline with the chair? That was cool. That was sweet. And then he finishes him off on the chair, which I don't know what hurts more, Corbin or Kalisto. He landed on the pile of chairs. And yeah. Marl's like, oh, my God, it happened on the chairs. And then he got Corbin going, yeah, oh, that, I, I can't walk. It hurts. <laughs> Every time they do that setup where there's a bunch of chairs laying down there, the a person who does the move ends up taking up more of the chairs. It would have even better if Kalisto would have then, like, rolled over and pinned Baron Corbin right there. Right. Corbin wins. Good for him. He then goes over. And the thing about SmackDown, have you noticed during this event, they all had something to say afterwards or something happened after? Yeah. Which I kind of dug because it's if you're going to write storylines, that's a good way to start kickstarting them. Absolutely. It's the heated moment. That's when I'm most invested into this match is right at the end of it. That's the perfect time to put in a promo or before the match even. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next, we get the uh, conclusion to our K-Jewelry's proposal. The man Man comes out to propose to his fiance. However, she's not there. Apparently, some masked woman back there had beat her up, but now Natalia's out here to replace her, so it's no big deal. Yep, absolutely. Tables match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The champion Becky Lynch versus Good Morning Miss Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. Say whatever you need to say to her now, like she was in the room with you, Pete. I just think you have a great smile. <laughs> um, I think your personality is outstanding. Um, I... I I need to work out so, like, I can, like, be on your level of highness. Um, I just I just feel like, I, I don't know. That's I, enough. That's <laughs> enough. You've gone too what far. <laughs> These were the only two matches I really enjoyed was the chairs match and the tables match. And I really did like the tables match. It was short, but it was well done. I liked it. I thought it was a good match. I thought they both put on a show. I think they both worked together well. Um, I'm glad Bliss got the title because she never got the title at NXT. And right. it puts her more at, like, now the top of she is the major heel of SmackDown. It was a very surprising ending. I liked how they did that whole thing where she power bombs Becky through the uh, table, which was super cool. Poor Moraro, though. He, he had trouble distinguishing between Bliss and Becky. Yeah. He finally just had to, like, shut down halfway through the match and be like, I'll He's see like, you guys I'm in the main event. can't do it. <laughs> Uh, oh, that DDT that Bliss did on Becky Lynch on the uh, upside-down table. It looked like Becky almost hit her face on that steel beam. Yeah, that was awesome. That was crazy. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Now, do you think they uh, they lit it, they had uh, Bliss win because they were worried because Sasha Banks couldn't get put through a table at the last pay-per-view? You could put Bliss through a table. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, a huge counter, and then Becky, like, Bex her like, through the corner. I would have been like, that's awesome. Do you think now, with, like, how many women are called up, that at the Royal Rumble, they eliminate a couple other individual matches and they do a woman's Royal Rumble? 
Uh, not this year. Not like they've run down. Oh, they do like a battle royal? Yeah. Maybe a 20-woman battle royal. Yeah, they could do it. They have enough. They, you know what? I don't know if they could hit 30, but I know they're over 20. Whoever wins gets the chance to fight for the women's title at Mania. Let's move on to the main event. The TLC match for the World Heavyweight Championship. The champion AJ Styles versus the lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose. Uh, this match starts more like a street fight than anything, ending with uh, Styles getting a trash can stuck on him. Styles took some bumps. Big bumps. I didn't think this match was all bad. I liked it. It was good. When was the last match, like, hardcore match that you saw that much action? Uh, TLC, the Shield's first match when they were against Ryback and Team Hell No. So two years, three years ago? Two years ago, I would say. So, I mean, let's be real. Ambrose suplexed AJ onto that steel. Sure. Um, (laughs) he... He puts the ladder on top of the announce table, and that was sweet. Um, poor AJ Styles rips his pants with a huge gash. Uh, Ambrose throws him into, like, the spinning powerbomb. Yeah, that was awesome. He cuts his butt open. Yeah. What didn't help was the crowd, like, was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I started laughing. I'm like, you get out there, and Russell. Like, what are you laughing at? It wasn't just his bare ass. It was his bare bloody ass. Like, I yeah. think he had some kind of cut on his butt or something. The crowd could not get over it. He didn't try touching the tights over there at all. He's like, man, my ass is just cold today. Oh, you know he, like, went backstage, and he's just like, oh, my God, someone. Are you serious? This hurts. I think it's infected. (laughs) Um, He also did that off-the-top roll flip through a table. That was awesome. That was really cool. There were some really big spots in this. I just, eh, I I think I'm just tired of Ambrose and Styles. The whole match, I was just waiting for Ellsworth to come out. When was that going to happen? I texted you beforehand. I totally called the finish to this. Yeah, and I think what everyone is getting to is these rivalries are starting to just wear thin. Yeah. I would not mind seeing, like, uh, Ambrose get knocked down a card, and then I don't know who would challenge AJ, though. We already know who our next champion is. We already know who our number one contender is. Ellsworth. Oh, how great would that be at SmackDown? Like, Orton and Harper are standing there, and Bray's got a belt, and he just looks over, and he's just like, I pass this to you, for I'm going on to bigger things. You too must carry on the legacy of the Wyatts or whatever. And then he turns to the crowd and goes, Hey, Jay, I'm coming. Maybe. It'll be interesting to see. I'm just so tired of Ellsworth. They were just hyping up how SmackDown was going to be the place where the people who didn't have a voice could have a voice and didn't get the matches of the TV time we're going to, and it just ends up they just hire this guy who you know can't do anything uh, on the roster, could not even compete in the uh, Cruiserweight Challenge, and yet he's here in the main roster. Yep. So this match, this match ends with uh, Ellsworth uh, just tossing the ta- uh, the ladder on Ambrose. Complete, I guess, heel turn or maybe just stupidity. He turns. falls all the way out. And by the way, I think it's weird. Am- Ambrose is sitting there with his eyes open, just not watching. selling at all. He's just taking, not even taking a nap. He's just watching the whole thing go down. Yeah, he's just sitting there, and I'm like, close your eyes at least. Like it looks like you're just like, huh. That's it, huh? Or even if your eyes are open, don't look right at the ring. You're watching the whole thing going down. Yeah, and until someone finally just goes, hey, I have the camera on you. Oh, sorry. He closes both eyes, but then one opens up. Both eyes, Ambrose. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. 
<laughs> like I said, there was just there was just some parts where I was just like, come on, dude, you're better than that. Congratulations, Ellsworth, for becoming the newest Bullet Club member. Yeah. Dials retains. I don't know where they're going to go with this, but TLC kind of felt like a uh, pay-per-view of new beginnings. Uh, no more Ziggler and Miz. Uh, looks like Carmella. I don't know if she's going to be in anything with this whole Natalia Nikki feud at all. Uh, the Slater hype train is over. What's next for Corbin? And it seems like Ambrose is probably going to get an Ellsworth feud. I don't know where they're going to go with that. There's a lot of unknown with SmackDown. They hit a lot of reset buttons, and it seems like a lot of the heels really came out victorious tonight. Well, then they had talking smack and Corbin I think did the best for himself by saying like I've dominated why am I not in the main event like no one can stop me no two people yeah and it's just like okay well I mean maybe he should get like maybe he should go after the Miz he doesn't need to talk a lot he's a lone wolf He's only there to get paid. Run with that gimmick. You don't need to put him with anybody. Keep him by himself, but just keep him being like, I don't trust anybody, whatever. I do everything my own, whatever. I would rather see him with Wyatt, but that's only because if Corbin wants to be the lone wolf, then he's got to be the complete package. And that means he's got to get better on the television. He's got to get better on the microphone. If he can't do that, then he's either just going to fizzle out or he's going to need someone to rely on for that. And yeah. I just don't see it. I, Corbin has so much potential in the ring. He's just not giving giving a shit when a camera's on him. Yeah, and he even, remember Breaking Ground when he even said, too, he's like, I have to work on that. And she's yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, Get out of your bubble. Get out of it. Yeah. We we want to see it. We I've not seen a single piece of passion from that guy other than on the Breaking Ground pay-per-view when the television cameras are off. Uh, breaking face, uh, Alexa Bliss couldn't stop not crying. Like, she couldn't not cry. Oh, that tug at my heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Um, you're a heel. <laughs> Yeah, but Renee and, and Daniel Bryan were like, no, man, this is a place for sharing. This yeah. is a place where you can lit it out. And it's like, she's kind of a heel, right? Yeah, and Daniel <laughs> Bryan would be like, are you done complaining and right. getting your title shot? Like, you could put a girl on there. And I know, like, Talking Smack does great things. Sure. But, like, that part, that segment, I was just like, now Bryan's, like, all sympathetic with her. Like, right. dude, you hosed her out of the title the first time. You're the one that's always saying opportunities. She clearly had her foot underneath the rope. You're watching the video and you go, well, do you want another shot? Like, why would you do that if you're this soul-giving <laughs> person? Because Daniel Bryan's the boss that wants to be your buddy. I don't like Daniel Bryan. I don't. And, and how can you be, like, sympathetic to her a Sunday night, but then the next Tuesday, she's going to be back to being a heel, and you got to be back to being harping on her, Daniel Bryan. Yep, exactly. Renee Young got dogged by Alexa Bliss during the pre-show when they were doing the Twitter. Yeah. But then Renee's like, I'm so happy for you. It's like, right. Renee, what? <laughs> yeah. Did you Nothing hear what she sense. said about your clothes? Your caddy can be like, yeah, I'm so happy for you. And then, like, turn and roll your eyes or something exactly. that you can say, like, I'm happy for you, but also keep in character that you're like, ha ha, you're a bitch. K-Fabe is over, man. It's still it's real over. to me. <laughs> Are you guys put your lives on the line? <laughs> it's so funny when people, like, look at me and they go, like, hey, you're too into it. And I'm like, I'm into the writing aspect. <laughs> right? Like, I would love to be one of their writers who, I, let's, you know, I have my finger on the pulse. I have fans. I do. <laughs> you kidding me? I called out so many good things. Uh, remember when I went on a streak of picking the Royal Rumble winner? Yeah. The only one that threw me off was Batista. Because that was a surprise. Because that was. <laughs> but other than that, I was like, Seamus is going to win again. And you're like, oh, he's not. I'm like, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not like last year where it was the Roman Rumble. And it's going to be like that again. Let's get back to the pay-per-view, man. Tonight had everything. It had tables, ladders, fire extinguishers, kendo sticks, Tom Phillips, chairs. What more could you ask for? 
I I'll give it a C plus. A C plus? Yep. I gave it a C. You're you know what I've noticed lately with pay per views? You are one grade below me every time. And you were the one telling me I'm so hard on them. I know. There's only two good matches. The main event was nice, but I just was I'm just done with this whole rigmarole of uh, Ellsworth and uh, Ambrose and Styles. Okay. All right, man. Done of the night. Oof. Um. God, I. You go first. Natalia. <laughs> Which one is the dud? Both. I. That's what I was like. I'm sitting there thinking, like, is it Natalia or should I go Carmella? Because I think she got hosed for not winning. Yeah. But then she sold that fire extinguisher so bad, and then she's just like, hey, guess what? Like, huh, girlfriend, your best friend is talking behind your back, which isn't weird to guys anymore, because that's what women do. They always talk behind their friends' back. Today on Total Divas. Yeah, it's like, okay, I did not want to watch Total Divas. Uh, my Also, my other dud, and I forgot to, we forgot to touch on this, uh, camera shots of the crowd. A lot of them this week. Botchamania also called it out, too. And, uh, you know, and I even sat there, I'm like, why are they showing the crowd? Because they'll show one crowd member, then they'll show a replay, and then the replay of that of that audience member, their reaction to that. Yeah, I think that's bad. Don't do that anymore. They're doing it on Raw and SmackDown a lot more, too. I think this is going to be a mainstay thing, Pete. I'm sorry. Ooh, okay. Stud of the night, Alexa Bliss. AJ Styles. AJ Styles and his butt. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> if you have a cut on your butt, that's got to hurt. Yeah. And then forming more moves. And, like, he actually sold more big moves after that. So it's like, good job, man. I'm not even mad. He had an asseration. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody butt styles. <laughs> so I only have a little bit of news. Emma and Zack Ryder have unfollowed each other. Thank God. Yeah. And maybe she finally realized that, woo, 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 I'm boring. <laughs> He is. Just like the WWE, you can only handle three months of Zack Ryder on top. I like Mojo Raleigh. I think Ryder is holding him back. And I'm hoping Ryder goes with Kurt Hawkins and Mojo's like, I don't need anybody. I stay hype. I party. No, put Mojo with uh, Apollo Crews. Uh, maybe that would get Apollo to get a sense of humor or a personality. Because he is like watching a box of rocks. Super talented, super awesome in the ring. No personality whatsoever. Even when he's trying to be intense, I'm like, dude, turn your teeth off. They're too bright. <laughs> We saw him a month ago, and you forgot he was even in the ring when Miz was there. Yeah, for sure. Good for you, Brandon. I got one. I got one this time. But, uh, hey, that's it, man. That's the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 51, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, Event 2016. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. All right, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.